0: Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Leamington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ.
1: Brilliant. Well, it's my honor and privilege right now to introduce um, our guest speakers. So Mick and Sandra Bonner um, were our pastors at CLM Church in Coventry. Um, I went to CLM in 1994. And, uh, and there were pastors there for 25 years, and uh, just honestly, it's a real honor and privilege to have you with us today. And we, we love you so much, and we honor you for your investment to us, and to the community, and to the church at whole, and, and uh, believe you, you, your best days are still ahead of you, you know, God, what, what God wants to do in and through you. So why don't we give a big Lemon to Spire welcome, bigger than before. <laughs> Let's honor them this morning. Thanks.
0: is amazing, isn't it? <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> really great to be. It's excited being here. I'm really excited. Praise God. I might dance. Can you allow to dance here? I think you're <laughs> This guy's have been is what <laughs> these guys were real good when they were under my <laughs> ministry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they were my sidekicks, you know. I didn't uh, I didn't kick them, but I mean they were my But it really is excited being here. It really is. Thank God for what is happening here. Amen. And uh, I don't know what's going to happen this morning, but I'm not a theologian. I'm just a a guy who just moves in the Spirit, you know, just loves to move in the Holy Ghost. Can you say amen? amen? Who likes the moving in the Spirit? Amen. Oh, God. So be ready for God to speak to you. Amen. We got to be ready for God to do something in your life that's never happened before. Amen. So let's believe God. We are a Pentecostal church, ain't we? We believe in the gifts of the Spirit. So, Dave and Leanne asked me and Sandra to come over and just share some experiences with you this morning. You know, not that we're anybody special, but how God has moved, how we've seen miracles. And miracles in our lives, amen. Over these last forty odd years, and so we're just going to share some of those things to encourage you and let you reach out to God for miracles in your life, in your family, in this community. Can you say, "Amen"? amen. Praise God. And I just believe I'm not noted for my—I'm well, noted for my, my my jokes, you know. So I'll just, I went to bed. I went to bed last night, and uh, I thought, "Wonder where the sun's gone." Then in the morning it dawned on me, you know. Oh, is that good anyway? Goodness. Well, this man says to me, he says. (laughs) Oh, praise God. Bless you. (laughs) It's rippling over here, eh, ain't This man says to me, you know, burglars, they're getting very crafty nowadays, burglars, very crafty. He says, you know, I went to bed the other night and he says, my wife said to me, I think there's somebody downstairs. So he says, I got out of bed and I walked around. Couldn't find anybody. Then I realized I haven't got a wife. (laughs) You know, isn't that amazing? He went upstairs and the bed had gone. (laughs) Oh, praise God. Well, what 1 Corinthians 14 says, Walk in love and desire spiritual gifts amen that's the word of god 1 corinthians 14 verse 1 desire spiritual gifts walking in love so we want to walk in love can you say man walking in love and desiring spiritual gifts the gifts of the holy spirit amen they're for us can you say man they are for us god has invested in us his gifts and he wants us to ask him for use of those gifts Gifts of healing, miracles, tongues, interpretation, mir- and, uh, and prophecy, words of wisdom, words of knowledge. Amen. So they operate today, don't they? Amen. So it says, earnestly desire spiritual gifts. That word is zelu, which is where we get the word zealous. Be zealous for spiritual gifts. Do you pray, God, use me? Ask God to help you to move in the gifts of the Spirit. Can you say amen? This, this, is that your kid that's gone to the kids' thing? The, the anointing of God's on that young man. It really is. Just nourish him, brother. Amen. Keep blessing him. Keep encouraging him. Hallelujah. What's his name? Andre. Bless Andre. Amen. amen. You're going to hear greater things. And you know, God's got, got some good purposes for you. Amen. <clears> he <throat> really has. You've been through a, a lot, but you know, you're going to go through some wonderful stuff. Can you say amen? So be encouraged. Amen. Merv, I thank God for your generosity. Praise God. And you're going to see the open hand of God like you've never known before. Amen. Because you've been generous and blessing others. Can you say amen? I was walking before. This isn't a joke. I was walking down to the pub before I was a Christian. I didn't know anybody that was born again. I knew religion, but I didn't know anybody that knew Jesus. There's a difference, isn't there? If you don't know Jesus, just know religion, come to know Jesus today. Amen. He's calling to you. I was walking down in the pub with my friends, and there was two young ladies that came on the street, and they said, I like the idea you're going to on the street. Praise God. Taking it on the street. Amen. Going out there. So these two young ladies, they came on the street, and they said, why don't you come to church? I said, we don't do church. I said, we just go around the pubs, you know. We don't. They said, no, this is different. I said, no, I've been to church. No, you come to this church. You'll be amazed. So eventually, they managed to drag me into this church. And it was a Pentecostal church. And I remember thinking, I've never been to a place like this before. It's amazing. People are happy. (laughs) I thought you had to be really moaning and groaning just to go to church. But these people were happy. Do you know, I never heard what the preacher said. But I looked at the people in the church and they spoke to me. Isn't that amazing? It isn't what the preacher said. He was a good preacher. I think his name was Tony Stone. But I, I can't remember a thing he said. But I can remember looking at these people thinking, it's a Saturday night. Why are these people in church? And it really spoke to me and it niggled me, you know. And it, there, was, there was a seed that was sown that night. And, you know, cut a long story short, two years later, I went back to that church and I said, Jesus, I want you as my saviour, amen. God saved me, hallelujah, isn't that amazing? (laughs) The interesting thing is, the two young ladies who came on the street, one became a missionary in Zimbabwe, with her family, young kids and her husband. The last word she said to me before she went to Zimbabwe, she says, I don't know what I'm gonna do out there, I'm not very educated. She says, but I'll give him my all. Isn't that amazing? About a year later, her and her husband and a kid were martyred. Thirteen of them were giving their life for Jesus. But, you know, I'm going to see her in heaven one day. Amen. i going to see her there because she's going to be with Lord, the, the Lord. Hallelujah. And the other young lady, well, I'm married. Isn't that amazing? I'm going to ask you to share. Come and share some of the miracles.
1: No, it's so lovely to be here and it's so difficult to follow that isn't it but your pastor and the ad have been such a blessing to us over the years and we thank God for them and we pray every day for you as a church because we're believing for great things you know I I really feel that that um, God is I want, this, is, this is for you. I just want to share some of the miracles. I'm not going to preach to you today. I'm going to share some miracles of what I have seen to encourage you to believe God. You know, don't limit God don't limit what God can do in you and don't limit what God can do through you and don't limit what God can do in this church because God is able to do even more than we can even ask or think. And I want to say to you that this God is calling his church, he's calling churches, he's calling nations, churches throughout the nations, churches throughout the world. He's causing men and women and churches to arise and to shine and to let the world see the glory of God because God wants to manifest his glory. God is coming back soon. Jesus is coming back soon. And the church has got to be ready for the bridegroom. We've got to get ready for when he returns because one day soon he's going to break through the clouds and he's going to come with all his glory and with the angels and he's coming to take us home. But brother, sister until then, we've got to be ready and we've got a mission to do because there's a world that is lost. There's a world that is dying. There's a world that is going to a lost eternity and without Jesus Christ there is no hope and God has called the church to arise. Shake off the dust of apathy. Shake off the dust of apathy and look at go into all the world and to preach the gospel to save precious souls to bring men and women out of darkness, out of the kingdom of darkness, into the glorious light and liberty of God. Hallelujah. Arise, church. Arise. Believe God. Trust God. Go forward in faith and claim the ground. Claim that the souls of Satan has bound the, Satan, the the souls that are in chains. Today in Leamington, there are souls in darkness, there are souls that are in chains of sin. But we know the one who can break those chains. And his name, his name is not Mohammed, his name is not Buddha, but his name is the name above every name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, what a saviour. I want to say to you that if we want to win souls for Christ, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not men's methods, it's not men's ability, it's not men's ideas, it's uh, it's nothing to do with that, it's by the Spirit of God and it's the Holy Spirit we need. It's the Holy Spirit we need in our churches. And I wanna to say to you the reason, the reason that the the established church is weak in this country is because they've delighted they've diluted the gospel and they've delighted dilute the gospel. You see, brothers, sisters, the world need to know. The world needs to know who Jesus is. The world needs to know who Jesus is. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You see, I want to say to you, friends, that Jesus is more than a prophet. He's more than a prophet. He's the one who inspired the prophets. He's the one that inspired prophets spoke about, he inspired the prophets, he's more than a prophet, he's more than a teacher. But I want to say to you that Jesus is God, God manifest in flesh, who (laughs) dwelt amongst men, who displayed the glory of God. Oh, hallelujah. God became man, Billy Graham said this, once he said, God became a man, and that man was Jesus and there is only one name recognized in heaven there is only one name recognized in hell there is only one name that is above every name and that name is jesus and we as a church need to lift up that name we need to preach that name we need to proclaim that name and we need to see and know and demonstrate the power of that name jesus hallelujah oh what a savior Oh, what a Savior. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, you took Satan to the cross oh and he showed him how much God loves the world oh hallelujah he showed him he demonstrated because I want to say to you that the greatest battle ever to be fought the greatest victory ever to be won was won at the cross when Jesus Christ took Satan and he said he said to Satan he said this is how much I love the world this is how much I love the souls of men and the Bible says he hung upon the cross that he suffered and bled and he died before his enemies and he bore my shame he bore your shame so that we could bear and partake his glory hallelujah he died he died on a cross the Bible says he died before his enemies naked he died before his enemies in shame but praise God they tried to bury him in a tomb, in a dark tomb, but oh, hallelujah, it could not contain the Lord of glory, oh, this dark tomb could not contain my Jesus, because the Bible says that he went into the darkest hell, and he walked down the corridors of hell, and he faced Satan, and he faced him, hallelujah, and he took from him the keys, he took from him the keys of sin and death and hell and the grave and in the front of his enemies those who saw him on the cross in front of them he took from Satan his authority and I'm so glad today that my Jesus is alive hallelujah (laughs) the Bible says he wrote he died the Lamb of God he died the Lamb of God but he rose again as a lion of the tribe of Judah that breaks every chain Hallelujah. Every chain of sin He can break. He can break sin. He can break sin in your life. Oh, hallelujah. It can break addiction. It can break every kind of sin because he is the light of tribe of Judah and he is the Jesus who has prevailed. He is the master of death. He is the master of the grave and he is the master of hell. Hallelujah. Because all power, all power, not just some power but all power all authority belongs to him (laughs) hallelujah hallelujah oh wonderful Jesus and I'm so glad that when Jesus he said, I am the light of the world. Hallelujah. And I want to say to you that when he comes, he smashes the power of darkness. And he brings you out of darkness into the light of God. Hallelujah. What a savior. Well, I better tell you some miracles because I get carried away. I'll get carried away. I was 15 years old when I asked Jesus Christ to come into my life. He changed my life forever. I was never the same again. I knew a love and a power and a strength and an authority. I knew God, I knew him, I knew him because the Holy Spirit revealed him to me. He changed my life forever. I was never the same again. And I thank God for that moment when I was converted. And not long after, he filled me with the Holy Spirit. And I wanna say to you, if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit here, in this meeting if you're a new christian then let god fill you all oh, taste and see the the anointing and the blessing and the power and the, the joy of being filled with the Holy Spirit. But He filled me with the Holy Spirit and I was never the same again. I was just caught a fire. I caught a passion and Lord God he, he changed my life so much that my family saw it and, and many of my family came to the Lord. I saw them saved. I saw them baptized. I saw one uncle. He was eight in his eight years. He gave his life to the Lord and he was baptized and so one after the other members of my family came to the Lord and I want to say to you maybe you've prayed for members of your family and they're still not saved never give up never give up because God can save them hallelujah and I remember the first miracle that I saw. I was just a new Christian. I'd just been a, been saved a, a, a few weeks, and I knew this man who lived in the Neaton. He was a big businessman. He got plenty of money. He was a racing driver. Had expensive cars, and and he'd got as it, it looked like a, one of those people you look at and think, well, they've got everything. But this man was empty because without Christ. People are empty. They put on a front and they make believe that everything's going well and they've got things and they've got possessions. But inside, only Christ can satisfy the longing heart. And this man, Jim Morris, his name was. He owned a big department store. But one day he came up. To, we managed to meet him through. Um, through he lived. He bought a house nearby to where we lived, and he came to see us. And this day he came. He looked really sad he said you know he said he said I've been told by the doctor I've got a brain tumor I've had one operation I've had two no two operations and they've told me they can't operate again they said that I haven't got long to live and and that'll go off my feet I won't be able to walk and and he said I've just got to get ready to die and so I managed to tell him about Jesus you know told him the gospel we used to go and pick him up for church and sit him in, sit him in church and uh, that happened many times but uh, what happened one day I had a phone call from him and he said you know I'm really really low and he was crying on the phone he said he said I feel I've come to the end he said that I can't walk I'm bed- bedridden now and he's just laying in bed and so I felt God say to me and it's so good to listen to the spirit of God. Listen to when God speaks. Do it. And I remember standing by the bus stop and God said to me, he said, "Go and see him." And I said, "God, what can I say to him? I've told him the gospel." And I felt God say, "Go and pray to it. Pray for him." And he, and and he, he told me this specifically. I I, I was re- started to stu- I started to read this psalm and it said in this psalm, I can't remember the the number, I should have looked it up, shouldn't I? But I I read this psalm and it said, he shall not die but live to glorify me. And so I knocked at the door, I got to his house, knocked at the door, was let in by his wife and she took me to the room and there he lay dying. And I said to him, Jim, I said, I feel God has given me a word for you. I said, you're not going to die, I said, because God is going to heal you, and I says, and you're going to be, uh, uh, you're gonna, de- you're gonna be, um, and, and it's gonna be for His glory, and I remember praying for him in the name of Jesus. I saw no change, but left him, and and then a week later, I was in the pl- shop where I worked, and had a phone call, and it was Jim, and he said, I said, where are you? He says, oh, I'm at work now. He says, oh, I, he said a miracle took place, and he said it. And God blessed him. And when he went back for his checkup, they said, we can't find the brain tumor. God did the work. Hallelujah. And I want to say to you that only God could have done that because I, I couldn't. But God did it. And praise the Lord. Uh, um, Jim lived many, many years later, many, many years after. And I remember that miracle so impressed me. And I thought, God, you know, you speak, you speak, you know, to me. And I remember uh, having another phone call from someone, and it was an old lady in hospital. She was dying with septicemia. She'd been burnt. And she'd had an accident, and she wanted to see a priest, and no priest was available. So uh, someone said to me, told me about this lady who was crying all the time. She just wanted to see the priest, and she was just dying. And I remember going to see her, and God gave me a scripture. And he said, he said... um, he said, for God commends his love towards us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So I went to a hospital bed and I stood there and I said, look, I said, you know, this scripture is for you. You know, God commends his love towards you that so much. God loves you so much that Christ died for you. And she started to cry. She said, when I was a little girl, I learned that scripture, she said, but I didn't know what it meant. So I was able to explain to her what it meant and I prayed. <laughs> prayed with her, and I left her, and I didn't realize, but God healed her too, because the staff nurse of the hospital that that was looking after her came into the shop that I worked at, and he said, do you know that lady that you came to see? Well, I said, yes, expecting her to say, well, she'd passed away. She said, well, she's gone back home, and she's she's completely better, and she's been let out of hospital, and she's just amazed, you know, what God has done and so I want to encourage you pray you know if you feel prompted don't be put off but go and pray it's God who does the work he is the healer and I want to say to you that I could tell you testimony after testimony of people that, that I've seen come to the Lord. And remember, uh, you know, uh, don't don't give up praying for people. I remember meeting a man on the street. He was an African man, and he said... he. And I, I witnessed to him, I told him about the Lord, I said, you know, God loves you and he wants to save you, He wants to come into your life. And he said to me, he said, he said, oh, he said, and he started to cry and he said, my wife told me that, he said, she was a Christian and she died last week she, and she prayed. I said, well, your wife must have prayed with you for years. For you for years that you've come to know the Lord. And he said, yes, she did. She, he said, but I made her life hell. He said, I was terrible to her. And can God ever forgive me? And I said, yeah, God can forgive you, I said. I said, come on. I said, give your life to him and then you, you know you'll know his love. You'll like your wife knew his love. And he gave his heart to the Lord in his shop doorway. So you, need, you can be anywhere. You can, you know, but Take the opportunity. Go in faith because there are people who are hurting, people who are dying, people who are lost and they need the Savior. So I've come to the conclusion that there is nobody too hard for God. Nobody is too hard for God. And there's nothing too hard for God. There's no situation that is too hard for God. And there's no place too hard for God. And I want to say to you, God, God wants to move in this place. You've seen great things. You've seen a move of God. You've seen great things. You've seen people come to know the Lord, but God wants to do more. He's got so much more for you. You know, um, we were called to uh, Home Missions. We joined Home Missions, which was a, a mission run by Assemblies of God, and you lived uh, by faith for 12 months, it's supposed to have been uh, without any income, without any. Uh, but they support. They provided accommodation for you, and I remember we were sent to work on um, uh, some crusades where people came and heard the gospel and were prayed for, and we saw many healings in the crusades. And I remember one night um, there was a gang of youths, and they got knives, and they got all down their arms and Satan was written on one of the foreheads and they were really evil and they were really doing all they could to disrupt, and, and they planned on the last night of the crusade that they were going to burn the tent down and um what happened was, I remember saying to them, look, I said, you know, you've got to stand before God. Every man, woman and child has got to stand before God. I said, and you've got to give an account of yourself to God. I said, and if you're not right with God, then you've got to face God's judgment. And I told them the gospel. And what happened was, the last night, when they were all ready, there were about 15 or 20 of them to, they were going to slash the tent. The tent couldn't be in. Insured. It was a, a tent that the pastor had hired but couldn't in, couldn't insure it. And so on this last night, so we prayed and said, God, keep us safe, keep the tent safe. And what happened was after they sung the last hymn, there, there was the biggest thunderstorm you've ever seen. The heavens opened, it was lightning, it was thundering, and the rain came down and the, everybody scattered. And the next morning, there was a knock on the caravan door. We were living in a caravan next to the tent. And there was a knock on the door. And these lads stood and they said, can we come in? And I said, yeah, come in. And they said, we want to tell you that last night God spoke to us, he said. He terrified us. He said, we want to get saved. And so they gave the lives to the Lord. And so I gave them a bunch of tracts. And I said, get, here's some gospel tracts as you give them out, I says, and tell people about what happened to you. And us, we've seen miracle of of God, saving people in places where it seemed difficult and so hard. I remember being sent to one place called Wotton Under Edge in Gloucestershire. It was a herald. And they'd had a crusade there and nobody got saved. And the worker there gave up and she went home. And, and uh, Dennis Robson, he was an omissions evangelist and he took the crusade and he he said, look, he said, we'll, we'll give it a, a, a couple of weeks and we'll decide whether we're going to close it down. And what happened was we got no accommodation. There was nowhere to live. We got no church, but, but we managed to hire a, a building. And then I had a letter from the council saying, look, you can't have the building. We don't want another church in this place. And, and uh, we'd got n- nothing. And but we got God and we prayed and said God well, I believe there are souls in this place that need you show us how to reach them and God said go on the doors and so we went on the doors we went on the, every door in the place it was just a small village five times we went on the doors and I remember receiving a letter from our pastor's wife and she said look she said there are many places that, that need a church that need help many churches need how why do you stay there? And we didn't say anything to anyone, but we went to the meeting that night, and this pastor, this man, just an ordinary man, stood up and he prophesied, and he brought the word of the Lord, and he said, he said, you have received a letter from an old friend saying to leave the place where you're at, but I say to you to stay, because I'm going to open the doors that are close to you, and I want to say to you, that man didn't know anything about the letter, what was in it, he didn't know anything and next morning we went on the doors and the first door I knocked on. The lady came to the door and she got wonderfully saved and that was the beginning and, and I tell you we were there for three years but we saw miracle after miracle after miracle of people getting saved and healed and, and God doing an amazing work. And I could keep you here all day, but our time is gone. But I just want to say to you that God wants to move here. And I've seen churches explode, and I know God can do it. And God is preparing his people. He's not going to do it through the angels, but he's going to do it through you. And he's going to do it through you. And hallelujah, God is wanting to do great things. And I'll, I'll finish now, because I don't want to take the time up. But praise so the Lord.
0: You can see why I got saved, can't gotcha, you, know, <laughs> you? I hadn't got, got a chance, you know. I just had to go. Just no option, you know. I had to go in there. Should have taught me to death. <laughs> yeah, but listen, I, I am really excited being here. We're going to see some great stuff happening here. I really do feel that God has got his hand upon this place here. And I just want you to just hang in there. Amen. Sometimes the devil loves to cause a bit of trouble and he caused niggles. And you'll say, oh, you know this. But live in forgiveness. Can you say amen? amen. When you live in forgiveness, it's surprising God can heal. Amen. amen. I've seen people who've been bitter and twisted all up. And yet they've been released by forgiving and God has healed them. God has healed them. It's amazing. Without even praying, God has healed them. So don't let the devil get in the little foxes that spoil the vine. You know what I mean? Because God is good. Amen. And there's a lot of people out there who just they don't know where they go. They don't know where to live. They don't know where to go, do they? It's just lost. You know, they wander around like lost sheep. And perhaps you know a lot of those. Perhaps those in your family who you, You'd love to see them saved. Keep hanging in there, amen. amen. Keep believing God for them. He's able to do it. On the other week in CLM, this, young, this lady came to me. She wasn't young, bless her. She came to me, she says to me, do you remember me? I says, I can't remember you. Yeah. I, I can't remember. She says, do you remember me? I says, no, I can't. She says, you do. I says, I don't. <laughs> 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 but she says to me, I'm... Um, You were living in Wharton-under-Edge, which is in Gloucestershire, and Sandra came on the doors, knocking at the doors, and she says, come to the church and that. She says, I don't want to know, and she shut the door. I says, all right. She says, well, what happened was she came back, and I shut the door again. Isn't that amazing? She says, and the third time, Sandra says, look, God's speaking to you. He wants you to know him. I didn't know, but 44 years later, she turned up at church. She says, I've been saved many years. I gave my life to Jesus because I said no to Jesus, but then God changed my mind. Amen. And I remember, oh, hallelujah. Thank the Lord. When I was filled with the Holy Spirit, Jesus came into the room. It's hard to believe, but he came into the room when I was at home and he he spoke to me. He says, do not Doubt me. That was the words. And he's repeated it. Do not doubt me. I want to pass on to those words. Pass you on those, with, the, with those words. Do not doubt God. Amen. Amen. You sometimes have a lot of fear in your uh, in your life. And you think, wow, this fear is holding me back from doing anything. Well, I come against that fear in the name of Jesus. Amen. Come against that fear in the name of Jesus. Come out. Just, just come here, sister. I oh, want you to pray that yeah you know god god's god's not given us a spirit of fear can you say amen he hasn't that's the devil who gives us a spirit in the name of jesus i break that right now in the name of jesus lift your hands right now and i pray god in the name of jesus you will give us strength amen instead of timidity strength in jesus precious name thank you lord god amen you've got greater things are yet to come amen greater things will be done amen so just believe me says the lord do not doubt me amen Praise God. Your family are going to come. And praise God. With some amazing stuff. Praise God. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a love and power and a sound mind. Amen. Praise God. Do not fear. When Jairus' daughter was dying, she died. And they says to Jesus, don't bother coming. Jairus was, must have been really upset. It's in Mark chapter 5. He was really upset. But Jesus says to him something. He says... Do not fear, only believe. Amen. Do not fear, only believe. And that's the message to you today. Amen. As you raise up, wait to stand with me right now. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life-cc.org.